Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by, in their words, out-of-home executives talk about out-of-home. Purchase your book or ebook at billboardinsider.com backslash publications. Today's podcast guest is Jonathan Kadai, founder of Adomni, a programmatic advertising platform with over 460,000 out-of-home screens. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thanks, Dave. Good to talk with you again. Jonathan, a lot has happened since you appeared on our podcast a year ago. Yeah, one year, a decade. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of people have a, have a weird feeling on the last 365 days. It's it's been it's been a wild one, but certainly in, in our world and in all the out of home world in general, lots and lots of activity, and all, honestly, not all of it necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. You know, cer- certainly, you know, people, you know, if, if we were able to kind of snap our fingers and go back, we, no one would, would have wanted what happened. But a lot of innovation did did take place that is net positive for the industry. And and so, yeah, happy to, to share a little bit of, of what those are and some of the things that we've got cooking now and and feel any questions you have. You've talked a little before about at a time when maybe transactions were down in covid it was a really a chance to reset systems, to think about doing things faster, better, quicker, that kind of thing. Absolutely. There's always silver linings on things, and good or bad. And, and for us, we took the opportunity to integrate a lot of new partners during the period. And, and so the scale of inventory is something that I believe almost tripled in that period. We were able to do some data partnerships. And you know whether it's on the measurement side or it's on the mobile ID passback side of things, and also you know with the Uber partnership, that was something that obviously everyone was watching and waiting to see what would happen there. But it continued to grow throughout the period. And so yeah, there were some periods where where there was the revenue wasn't flowing like we all wanted, but we also positioned ourselves to be a lot stronger coming out of it with with those other other sides that we were able to achieve. How is out-of-home recovering from COVID and when it seems like roadsides come back quite quickly, transit and place-based are lagging, but how is out-of-home recovering? What are you seeing and when do you think transit and place-based come back? We feel like we're back already now. We had expected Q3 and Q4 to to really have the lion's share, which in most years anyways, it's backloaded, but we were surprised by Q2. Hmm. The speed in which people were starting to just resume their lives and the speed of the, the vaccines. You look at the like the audience data dashboards, whether it's Geopaths or it's Apples or, or any of the others. You know, there was a huge spike and audiences starting to move earlier in Q2 than, than I think we forecasted. And so we ended up surpassing our, our Q2 numbers by about 30 percent. And Q3, we rolled right into that. And, it, and it's also going to be a big a big quarter for us. So. Overall, you know, the, the COVID rebound, certainly there's certain venue types that are stronger. You know, digital billboards rode out the, the, the wave in a lot more stable way than, than indoor. But place-based venues now, I mean, people are going to bars and restaurants and shopping malls and gyms. And, and so with, with the return of audiences, you know, so too the, is the return of the, the dollars targeting those audiences. Mm-hmm. It is fashionable to say when you go out to raise money to say that out of home is broken and new automated platforms are needed to fix it. Now, you take issue with that. Explain. Yeah. So it was more along the lines of the part of the, you know, that that post that talked about there's another platform that's making claims 
around technology and growth. And so I for sure do not agree with the statement that out of home is, is broken and needs to be fixed. Like that's just false. Mm-hmm. Out of home, while it might have had a rough you know, time through, through the pandemic, rightfully so, out of home is I think as strong as ever in terms of being able to provide a meaningful, impactful advertising opportunity at scale. And so, so yeah, so just wanted to clarify that I definitely do not agree that that with the statement that at home is, is broken needs to be fixed. But I do also look at these different startups that are entering our space with energy and a desire to improve the experience of buying digital auto home. And they have their own ideas. And, you know, I, I was in those shoes, you know, six years ago when we when we really started in 2015 with Adomni, you know, there, there really wasn't a thriving programmatic ecosystem. And so we were out, you know, basically like painting a picture of what could be mm-hmm. and also showing general earnest desire to bring more money into the space and also benefit all the parties involved, whether you're an agency, media owner, brand, you know, programmatic does unlock some really great, great benefits. And so, yeah, so my, my reaction, I had a little bit of a, you know, I just, I had to kind of come out and say that, you know, any new entrant into the marketplace who wants to enhance digital to home and is investing their time, their money and an investor's money who trust them, I think we should welcome because there's innovation can come from a lot of different places. And oftentimes it's from the outside is where you'll see the biggest gains. Jonathan, are there network effects to programmatic platforms? In other words, is it such that we will have one or two or three really, really big platforms or are there, is it such a niche business that you'll have a platform that does this and a platform that does that? What do you think in terms of ultimate industry consolidation of, because there's a whole bunch, are there seven or eight or 10? There's a lot of platforms right now. It depends on, on how you look at it. I, I don't think that there's going to be just one. I don't think this is a Google mm-hmm. or Facebook or Amazon sort of monopolistic situation. The fact of the matter is that there are hundreds or thousands, if you go globally, of, of different media owners, you know, publishers whose inventory is diverse, the audiences are diverse. And and so we've focused on trying to aggregate as many of those into one place mm-hmm. and to be, you know, a sizable platform for any buyer anywhere to be able to launch a campaign. But the reality is that there's going to be regional platforms. There's going to be a difference between the omni-channel, you know, who are selling display ads and connected TV and, and all this other online ads who are also doing digital at home. And then there's going to be just straight dedicated digital at home only programmatic players. I look at the the market and if we just call it a, in the US a $200 billion digital ecosystem market, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for multiple companies to be successful by taking even just a small percentage market share away from some of the other uh, other sources that doesn't necessarily impact those other sources results, but would absolutely impact our world when you when you take one, two, three percent from those. If you're in the out of home business or are thinking of starting an out of home company, you need in their words, out of home executives talk about out of home. This book contains advice from 173 out of home executives on getting started 
finding good locations, permitting, digital billboards, automated sales platforms, sales, and much, much more. Jim McLaughlin says lots of great comments and suggestions from the industry's finest. Visit billboardinsider.com backslash publications and order your book or ebook today. Uh, Jonathan, let's dial down a little bit. Did you say that ultimately the digital ecosystem right now, what did you say? 200, was it 200 million or 200 billion? 200 billion with a B. And, and so that's adding up all of the search ads and, mm. you know, the social media ads, the, the online display ads and the, you know, the programmatically activatable ones. So, so over the, you know, over time, digital has just been pulling dollars away from television and from print and radio. We as an industry at home have kind of preserved our stake and grown it, you know, a little bit, but what, what we see as a huge growth opportunity for our segment of the at-home space, the digital you know, space, is, is the ability for it to be bought, sold, and measured similarly to the online ads. And when you can do that and have you know, a more digital marketer or a more performance marketing buyer all of a sudden look at the channel and say that's accessible, that is uh, addressable, and has measurements associated with it, then I think that's what unlocks the dollars. And we've actually been seeing that. You know, the, the vast majority of Adomni's revenue is coming from net new buyers. And whether, you know, you saw it on the OAAA Thorn, we were talking about, you know, the e-commerce company Thorn, mm-hmm. who, who this is a digital marketing person who hadn't ever bought at a home before and was launching their first campaign with us. Or you're talking about, you know, teams that are focused more on like the programmatic and trading side where, you know, now they're saying, well, yeah, you can, you can create campaigns with daily budgets. You can buy off of an impressions model and CPMs. You can create attribution reports to, to measure lift. That's, that's where the growth comes from. And so we're focused on really catering to those people and educating that side of the, the industry that this exists. It's here now and all of the benefits that come with it. And this points to the, the need to grow to grow the industry pie as opposed to fight with each other. So we'll do a little math. Out of Home is $8 billion today. You're saying digital, the total digital ecosystem of all ads is $200 billion. If Out of Home, I just did a little math, if Out of Home captures 1% of the digital ecosystem, Out of Home grows by 25% or adds $2 billion just by capturing 1% of the total digital ecosystem, it really points to the need to grow the pie as opposed to fight with each other in the out-of-home business about how to slice the existing pie. That's right. And, and that's the opportunity that, that is in front of us. And you've seen over the last probably five, 10 years how different platforms emerge and are able to just like magnetically pull dollars in, whether it was YouTube and then Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok and Amazon. I mean, these platforms didn't exist 20 years ago, and now they're two to three times bigger than the entire out-of-home industry in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a there's a tremendous growth opportunity that when it's done the right way, where buyers can understand what they're buying, they have a familiar process to actually doing it, they can have confidence in the results of, of, of the actual activations, then, then yeah, I mean, you, you've got a growth of the whole out-of-home industry. And the, and the also thing is, I know you were talking about the 200 billion of, of digital, that's also continuing to grow every year, mm-hmm. double-digit percentages. Mm-hmm. So 
even if we were to just take percentages of the growth that the yes, that is yes. being incrementally added every year, it's it's it ends up being exponential for us. And I know at a home, eight billion, but only 30, 40 percent of that is digital, right? So mm-hmm. let's call it a two and a half to three billion dollar market. Mm-hmm. We see an opportunity to take the two and a half to three billion dollar market to a ten billion. Wow. And do that in a five year time frame where all of a sudden, you know, campaigns are, are running more efficiently. Audiences are being are, are being reached with more relevant content in the physical world and media owners are able to take assets and increase the, the yields and the fill in ways that has never been possible without technology. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, lots of capital is being raised by programmatic out-of-home platforms. Earlier this month, Lamar invested $30 million in Vistar Media. One screen raised $1.2 million of seed funding. Just today, Place Exchange announced closing a $20 million Series A funding and a spinoff from Intersection. What does this say about programmatic out-of-home? They're great signals. It, it says that that media owners, you know, like Lamar, who obviously has great business intelligence and market intelligence is saying this is a very important piece of the ecosystem and we need to support, you know, Vistar Media, you know, as a platform for place exchange. I believe it was a venture backed uh, investment. So that's having tech or VCs say this is something that we believe has great growth potential where they're looking for a 10 to 100 time return on that. And with, you know, one screen as an early stage, you know, th- th- there's going to be new new people enter the market with new ideas that are, are just starting their journey. And and the fact that, you know, that, that they've got some outside capital, too. We, we see this as not only really good, but necessary, hmm. you know, and it just there's a lot of complexity that goes into building the platform, operating the platform. When you think about all the different screen types and all of the. That, you know the different business models that that are out there, and inventory is now you know at scale. That's great, but what's lacking and where investment needs to be poured in, both from the companies and from the industry, is education mm-hmm. on all facets. Whether it's digital buyers who just have no familiarity with the space, or it's out-of-home buyers who have no familiarity with activating a programmatic campaign and 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 where it makes sense and. And how it creates value. So, so yeah, I think it's just the beginning, mm-hmm. Dave. I, I I think it's going to take hundreds of millions of dollars over the next few years for us to be able to achieve the exponential growth that is in front of us that I think is possible. But we, yeah, I, I was every time I saw you know a new note about a company raising money, I said that that's great because it's a validation point that the, the industry is ready, and 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 this is serious dollars. You know, thirty million dollars from Lamar. That's, you know, that's a significant you know, chunk of change for, for, for a company that, 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 that's looking to scale. Everybody's building a war chest. Could we see an announcement from Adami sometime? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you probably will. You know, that's, there's definitely needs that companies have as well as just the market. And I think you're going to see that, that not only Adami, but others yes. uh, are probably going to announce it because right now, this is a, a growth engine, you know, like yeah. the, the programmatic and the automated buying is is something that will grow the industry. And so the smart money is realizing that and and the, the best companies should be the ones that get funded. One of the concerns when Lamar bought Vistar Media was everyone's saying, well, if Lamar's an investor, they're going to see the entire platform, the flow of funds, how people are pricing, who's in the network. And that pr- privacy protection seemed to be a huge issue with respect to participating in networks. 
Can you talk about that? If you participate in a network, what sort of privacy protection you have as to your pricing, your boards, your revenues you're getting from the network? So, you know, this isn't the first media owner who's made an investment into technology or a platform. Yes. And cer- certainly won't probably won't be the last. Mm-hmm. We recognize that there needs to be a level level playing field from a supply side perspective and also just on the buy side. And there's also, I think going back to the earlier point about there's not going to be one platform that is a winner takes all situation. I think the, I think there's, you know, Lamar and, and just the, the, the smart media owners recognize that the ecosystem needs multiple players. And if, and if there ends up being situations where the platforms are, are, are disadvantaged because of a prior investment, then it's going to hurt the integrity of, of the growth that everyone is looking to to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar has been an incredible partner to Adomni's and, and to several of our competitors. And they were an early pioneer. They were, even though the largest billboard company in, in the US, they, they also act in many ways like a, a startup. Mm-hmm. And whether that's them doing the SPAC that, mm-hmm. you know, that we're all excited mm-hmm. to see what's gonna happen there, mm-hmm. or them making an investment in Vistar. Like they are willing to put their money where their mouth is. and. Also, I've found to be very honest with high integrity as a people mm-hmm. and a culture. And so I don't have any reason to believe that they would make some moves that would uh, change that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, you know, and so do, uh, does Adomni want to go out and raise money for media owners too? No, like we'll be kind of frank about that. Would we ever, we wouldn't say no, we mm-hmm. wouldn't ever, but ultimately we all have opportunity to grow and I think as long as you know everyone is acting in the interest of the industry, yes, then then the growth will will take place. And and so we were not at all alarmed by mm-hmm. by the Vistar you know investment by Lamar whatsoever. Okay, Jonathan, maybe you could talk about some of the recent developments at your company. You you referred to the Uber network. What's new with the Uber network? So Uber continues to grow. We announced it in February of 2020 at the end of February, and literally a week after that, Dave is when you know, COVID rolled in and, you know, everything was turned upside down. But Uber has been a really great partner for us. We have continued to invest into the partnership with technology and with scaling the network. And so today, Uber is the largest digital car top network as far as number of active cars on the road Mm -hmm. with about 2,100 active Uber cars or taxis in New York. That number should grow to about four or 5,000 by the end of the year. It started with Atlanta, Dallas, and Phoenix in the first, you know, rollout wave of the, of the rollout, and has has since added Los Angeles, Boston, New York, Chicago should be launching next month, and then we're about to announce a couple more markets that we're excited about. So, so yeah, Uber Uber is is very much in a growth mode, and part of it is also recognizing that it's not its own standalone product, like it. it Adomni and our vision for the, you know working with Uber is also working with the billboard companies and the bar restaurant companies whose Ubers are driving past or two and mm-hmm. and offering it as a connected solution mm-hmm. where you're, you're seeing a 48 foot wide you know ad for a, a movie and then there's a trailer playing for that movie in the top of the Uber uh, or a taxi in New York City and mm-hmm. and so we we uh yeah we're, we're definitely very committed to that partnership. But we also know that it's something that that is a bundled uh, opportunity 
if you want to get the most out of it, you still need to have those other complementary ad units with it. Mm -hmm. Jonathan, let's end by, I want you to put your forecaster's hat on. You sort of uh, alluded to this, but U.S. out-of-home is $8 billion today. What percentage of that today is programmatic, and how do you think the programmatic piece of U.S. out-of-home revenues can grow over the next, say, five years? Well, you know, we can, you know, I, I can... I can cite some things that have been said sort of publicly by others who are who are probably a lot smarter and a lot more connected. We believe that programmatic has the potential to be 50% of the type of transactions in digital auto home in the next five or six years. Wow. And you know, Disney just announced that they had a have a mandate that across all of Disney's digital ad ecosystem, they want theirs to grow to 50% in the next five years. Break that down again. So Disney is saying they want half of all their ads to be digital ads uh, within five years or to be digital out-of-home ads. Disney, if you think of all of the you know the properties that Disney has, whether yes. it's ESPN or all these other websites and, and various digital properties, their goal is that the ads that show up on those properties, 50% are sold programmatically. Wow. In, wow. in you know in a in a five year in a wow. five year span. Wow. And so that's I mean I know that's not a digital out of home media owner or digital home stat, but I think we can learn a lot by looking outside mm -hmm. as far as what's been done in the ecosystem where Google and Facebook and online display ads are at an eighty five percent programmatic transaction type. Do the the digital out of home side is probably between you know three and eight percent penetration today in terms of like, if you add up the 3 billion, how much is, mm -hmm. is actually being bought and sold programmatically. Mm -hmm. And so we see that, let's call it five or 6%. If we just cut it down the middle, we see five or 6% growing to 50% in the next five to 10 years. And our objective is to try to do it as quickly as possible because we think it, everyone makes more money when that happens. But yeah, 50% is in my mind, a forecast of, a, of like a very big, but also achievable goal that we'd like to, to achieve. Mm -hmm. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Jonathan. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Always a pleasure. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by, in their words, out-of-home executives talk about out-of-home. Purchase your book or ebook at billboardinsider.com backslash publications. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is davewestberg at billboardinsider.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple of weeks.